0: Welcome, all you blokes and sheilas, to the Sports Shack from the Gold Coast Australia. In the Sports Shack this week, we're going to talk about some of the sporting topics of the week and go back in time with some of our favourite sporting memories from the past as well as the news and events, music and film, and lots more. And all from and with our great mate, Paul Tonner.
1: We acknowledge the Ugambe people, past and present, the traditional custodians of this land of the Gold Coast, we thank the Yogambe people for the opportunities to do this podcast on their land.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Share. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Paul. Yeah, hey. just a shorter episode for this one. Yeah. 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 A shorty, but a goody.
0: Yeah. So how's it going up there on the Goldie?
2: Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, perfect weather, mate. Picture oh, yeah. perfect. Oh,
0: that's good, cause down here you're still everybody three seasons in one day. Are you? Yeah, still yep. getting about fifteen degrees in the morning, and then up to around high twenties and the middle, uh thirties, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be somewhere A bit like where, Melbourne yeah, weather. Yeah, I just want to be somewhere where it's, Yeah, more stable. Mm. Yeah.
2: No, it's been really nice here. Like, I'm sort of a person who doesn't really feel the heat for some reason. I I think it was all those years of working outside, you know, playing cricket and being a sports teacher outside. And yeah. Yeah. But you know, people go on, oh gee, hasn't it been hot? Yeah. Yeah. It's been beautiful. Not too hot, not Cold and yeah, very pleasant here. Yeah, no, yeah we're yeah. gonna get a whole heap of rain later next week. I've it. heard, yeah, that's the mail. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. No, no, I, I definitely prefer the hot weather to the mm. cold weather. Yeah,
2: yeah, oh, it's, same here, it's annoying.
0: <laughs> and and also, well, we may as well get into the slaps of the week. All righty, yo, yeah.
2: hit us with a slap.
0: Okay, so unfortunately my mother got a, a malware on her computer. Oh, which, which I spent five hours trying to recover the computer and that, but because of the age of the computer, it wouldn't accept the new updates. Hmm. It's about the reformat, the hard drive, so that's one slap of the week. Yeah, you know, oh, jeez. Not, not, not only, um, you know... The people that do those bloody malwares you know, to rip off people, but the fact that you, you know you, you can't get get a um, a file for an old computer to get it going again, yeah. You know, so virtually, yep. she's got to go and buy a new computer because the one now is just can't be accessed. Unless uh, I get in and pull out the hard drive and replace the hard drive, but being a laptop, it's just yeah. not worth it. Yeah. another slap is these March flies around. Oh America. yeah, oh, aren't they annoying? Sure are. Yeah, and they they're hanging around the um the clothesline. Every time I go out there, I hang up the washing. And they'll always know where to bite you where you can't reach.
2: <laughs> and I'm saying, Do you put do you put repellent on? Does that make any difference with them? I don't I haven't tried it. Mm. But but my little dog Bella,
0: she comes out and, and attacks them. She oh, p- okay. She picks them off and then brings them back inside <laughs> <and> plays <laughs> with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My gosh. And they'd like yeah, to... no, I remember
2: when I moved to Queensland, oh, boy. They uh, they don't miss, do they? No. Nah. And, and you just itch like mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just about scrape your skin off. Yeah. Bloody mongrel things.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, even yeah. even the, when I got it bitten by those leeches a few weeks ago, yeah. oca- occasionally I, I get it. you know, they come back itchy. They start yeah. to be itchy again.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, just going back to that malware, Yeah, the same thing happened to me once, yeah. and it's just they're just mongrels, absolute mongrels. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, no, you just got to be very careful, don't you? That's Especially a, on social media sites. Yeah.
0: Um, it, yeah, because we're pretty sure that it, she's her Facebook account was hacked, and the something mm. was put in there that, that um once you watch the video it brought it on the malware on mm, yeah and <laughs>
2: yeah, you know how you're supposed to know yeah yeah uh, really?
0: yeah you know, you know, that's why they get away with ripping off millions of dollars mm. from people because i just don't know that they, they pretend well, they pretend they're, they're microsoft or google or something else yeah
2: well that time I got ripped off, they sounded so genuine. Like yeah. you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. You know? So they are very trained in what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they go to acting school. They're yeah. just scum of the earth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even with these scammers with on the mobile phones, they've got themselves, you know, computerized. Yeah, mm. uh, so it sounds more professional.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's just a part of the life. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: What's your slap for the week? Oh, my slap? What's my slap? Oh, well, as you know, there's a homelessness problem that's going on, especially on the Gold Coast here with uh, a shortage of rentals. Yeah. And I just find it ridiculous. You know, you, you see all these vacant buildings still yeah. out there, well, you have vacant shops and yeah, and we've still got people living on the street who can't find accommodation.
3: Yeah,
2: And, yeah, like I heard on the news, uh, it might have been the other day, you know, they're talking about um, families that are, you know, homeless, yeah. taking the kids away and putting them in s- state care.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know, they can't afford the rent. Yeah, you know? that's right. Everything's getting more expensive. Mm. But oh, it's ridiculous here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you know. Occasionally, I see places advertised that are out in the country, and they're asking, you know, they're asking, you know, mm. four or five hundred dollars for a, a bloody little cottage out in the bush. Really, go, in the oh, country. Gosh. In the country I go, why would you wanna yeah? You know, how the, how can I justify that? Mm. Yeah. You know, it's normally so
2: much cheaper, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, you know, like like with the basics, I think it's milk and bread and yeah. You know, mm. They're governed by uh by yeah you know, the the cost of living. And that should be the same with rental. Mm. Yeah. You should there should be more control on the rental, you know, because f- from what I understand, yep. most properties are negative geared, you know, so they get a tax break, they get to put the mm. rent up and they still get the negative gear. At what point yeah. does it become positively
2: geared? And they're encouraging people to go live in the country, you yeah. know. Yeah. How can they be encouraging them when they're doing that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: yeah, I saw adverse, advertisements from the Victorian government a couple of weeks ago that they, mm. they want um, daycare workers to relocate to Victoria. They were going to give them a $9,000 bonus for moving plus move their furniture and help them find accommodation. Yeah, you know, like, Jeez. is this going to be the new persistent? Yeah, you know, between states. Mm. Yeah, you because know, yep. you know, so many people got out of Victoria and moved to either Queensland or Western Australia because of the way that the Queen, the <laughs> Victoria government ran the COVID lockdown. Yeah.
2: Well, my big slap is just the way the Queensland government for years and years they just haven't prepared, and they pass the buckers. That's what oh, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. They all, they all, it's this, this, this person, this. Organization's fault, this government's fault.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, they it, haven't prepared the roads or. Yeah. You know, I moved to Queensland, oh, 16 years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Over, just over 16 years ago. And back then, there was over, something like over, over 4,000 um, people moving here into Queensland, into Southeast Queensland. Each week. Every week. Yeah. yeah. So, they can't tell me that they didn't anticipate this. It, it, yeah, well,
0: mate, mate, it, you know, down here where I live, down near Port Macquarie, mm. yeah, you know, in the town that I just live outside of, and the next town to it, it's had a massive big boom. But, mm. mate, the roads around here are shocking. Oh, yes. absolutely shocking. Mm. Yeah. You know, They've they've done no real replacement. They've just filled the potholes and moved on.
2: Third world stuff, eh? Yeah,
0: compared to what the you know (laughs) with all the new estates and with all the extra income through rates, yeah, they're not spending the money. Hmm. Yeah, so that is one thing that really bugs me being down back down here. That um yeah not seeing the place develop. But the but the conditions of the roads and services around here just I'd say they've gone backwards. Mm. They haven't gone forwards, and they're just starting the upgrade of the of the main road between into Port Macquarie, and they're starting it in December, like Christmas. <laughs> so you, over the Christmas period, where everyone comes up from Sydney, a lot of people either come from Sydney. But it's just that.
2: imbecility.
0: And, and there's going to be roadworks. Yeah. Like you, you, you've got another, what, 10, 11 months of the year you could be doing the work in you know, without interrupting the flow.
2: It's like they do it just to piss, you know, yeah. piss everyone off. It, <laughs>
0: yeah. And another thing that piss, pisses me off, which should be yeah. a new subject, a new um, segment, um, the bloody 50k zones everywhere down here. Mm. Yeah, you know, like through the through the main part of the industrial area, where it's a main road, where where up there would be 60 or 70 kilometres, it's bloody 50, and the roads <laughs> are shocking and yeah, uh, it just it doesn't. No, like, yeah, it just doesn't it's comprehend. Crazy.
2: Like you know. last night, I went to go pick Livy up in Brisbane, right? And, um, yeah, like it'll go from 110 all of a sudden to 80. And this will happen every 5Ks or so. And I'm thinking, why are they doing that? They're they're not, they're supposed to be doing construction. They're not doing any construction.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: You're lucky if you see anyone working on that M1.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've I have do I've never seen anyone at night time work on it.
0: Yeah, but you still gotta go down to eighty. Yeah.
2: <laughs> still gotta go to eighty when there's no one within Cou Wee.
0: And the Queensland government's brought in all those little um yeah. robotic speed cameras that look like Daleks from Doctor Who. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. But you revenue
2: know. raising to the max. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. I, I think we'll get out of the negativity
2: <laughs> and move on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll well, move away from the political yeah. rant. Okay. Well, maybe is, that, is we, it... we should have we should have a debate, which uh, government, my Queensland government is that worse than the New South Wales government uh,
0: or uh, not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, yeah. We should have a poll. I I actually bought some tickets for a a, a um a house a lottery ticket yeah. for the. Surf Saving Club. Um, they're raffling off a house on the Sunshine Coast. I went and bought tickets, so I could, if I win that, I can move back to Queensland. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, th- th- there's places in New South Wales that are lovely, and and the councils do do the you know their job properly. You know, like Foster. Foster's yeah. a lovely, f- Foster Town That's a lovely place.
2: Yeah, I haven't yeah. been there in years.
0: But um, yeah, mm. but Port Macquarie the the roads are just
2: horrendous. Yeah, mm, like Byron Bay. Yeah, around there, shocking, absolutely yeah. shocking. Yeah, yeah, and that's like a major tourist uh, yeah area in in the country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, I went, I went back,
0: I went out to fire control that I used to be involved with before I moved to Queensland. Mm. And everything's changed there. Well, originally, um, when I was there, we we only covered the Hastings area, which was basically from, what was it, Te- uh, Telegraph Point down to, yeah. Oh, yeah, Johns River, so to speak. Now they cover from Telegraph Point down to Bulladilla. Oh, okay. Yeah, and out west. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. And mate, I'll have to get down there and see how bad these roads are. <laughs> mate, mate. If, if you want to ruin your back more, yeah, certainly come down.
2: I saw something on uh current affair early in the week. There's this old lady and uh yeah, she she's like a vigilante and she'll go around and warn people of where all the potholes are. Yeah. And she'll put, you know. Yeah. Like all these mark mark, uh, like she'll put um drawings on the road and yeah, yeah to warn people about well, all the potholes and there's well, nothing's being yeah. done about
0: it, yeah. Well, um, this was a couple of years ago, the council put a sign up saying that if you use excess water, you could fast jail time, and, yeah. And this lady in the late 80s, early 90s was carrying out water out of her house to yeah. put on the garden because she was in fear of her life of being locked up in jail. Gosh. If she got an excess water bill. So a bloody lawyer went and chased the council. Mm. You know, over these signs that they stuck up. Yeah.
2: Just crazy. Yeah. Uh, hey, tell me, Glenn. Are there any decisions in your life that you can think of that you'd like reversed? Yeah. Like any any sliding door moments? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Moving back down here, that's certainly a decision. That I, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could re, uh, reverse. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the latest one, but, yeah.
2: Have you yeah. seen that movie, Sliding Doors? Oh. Wasn't that Gwyneth Paltrow?
0: Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I probably slept through most of it too. <laughs> hey. Cause even, even the first Harry, Harry Potter movie, I I went there, the the, mm. the the auntie of one of the kids wanted to take them. So I went along and someone came and asked me to leave because mm. I was snoring. Yeah. I was just I was out like a lot. I just thought this is <laughs> so
2: boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I heard there's a new Avatar out. Yeah. Coming out. No, I remember when the first one was out. Oh, what um, was that? 12 years or so ago. Yeah. And I was so excited to see it. You know, I couldn't wait. Yeah. And I, oh, and, uh, I went and watched it one night and, yeah, after about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I slept through the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> It bored me, yeah. bored me. The tease. yeah, but but, uh, but on
0: a positive note, there's a lot more happening on the Gold Coast music scene up there on the Gold Coast. Oh, okay, yeah. In, in early in early December, they're having a down at the Corumban RSL. They're having a a a youth youth musical youth musicians showcase. Mm. So they're yeah. sh- showcasing. Um, you know the, the the youth, the young talent of the Gold Coast, in yeah. music. So I reckon that's a fantastic idea. Mm. Uh, yeah, because on, on 94.1 FM up there on the Gold Coast, on a Tuesday night they play the local music. Yeah, yeah, and there's some, you know, some singers like 14, 15, 16, and they, you know, they got a brilliant voice. Mm. The singer songwriters, yeah, oh, that's great, and I reckon that yeah, you know, that's really good, mm. yeah, you know, to 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 have them showcased.
2: And that's a crumb and RSL, yeah,
0: yeah, on the fourth of December,
2: fourth of December, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, oh, that sounds great, yeah. yeah so. No, well, with myself and decisions, I'd like to reverse. Oh, jeez. I think of like some Mickey Mouse University courses I've done yeah. over the years. Um, yeah, not going overseas when I was younger and yeah. travelling the world like I did eventually, but, jeez, I wish I did it when I was younger and yeah. I would have had more seasons of playing cricket in the UK and yeah. instead of just all the procrastinating oh, yeah. I did in my 20s and, Spending time in some roughest gut schools. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, like what you were talking about, was it last week, Glenn? Relationships of (laughs) blowing. Telling everyone about your one last week, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of us can relate to
0: that. The one that got away.
2: Oh, the one that got away. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No I've had few, anyway yeah i bet I bet a few of those yeah even, even when even you know reversing a decision of like turning back to mm. say hello to someone, yeah, or just taking that chance yeah yeah and then and then it's- yeah, it's gone,
2: you gotta grab the moment
0: that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah I' keep on telling me something keep on giving my so i mean. I keep on giving my son that advice, but mm. I never listened to myself in the first place. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if I did, he wouldn't be around. Yeah, <laughs> because <But, laughs> you know, decisions that, yeah, you, know, you you wish you could reverse. Oh yeah. You know some of them that you've already taken. Well, if you could, yeah, you know, outcomes would be different.
2: Mm. Yeah. 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 What What about the other way around? Any decisions that um, you know, that you've made and really have really paid off for you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Me, well, of of course, there's my kids. Hmm. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, wanting to have kids and yeah, you know, get taking them on lots of holidays. And, yeah. You know, and getting to have a family the way I wanted to. Hmm. Yeah, so that was that was a good outcome. Maybe yeah, I wouldn't mind to have had a few more kids, but it's hmm. just the way it's turned out.
2: Yeah, I remember five years ago I had to cancel an overseas holiday to Europe last minute. Um I won't go into why, but yeah, but one thing I did, and I'm so glad that I did it, I had travel insurance. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I was able to use that money, pretty much all of it. And I would have been a few years, a year later or so, yeah, I decided to use that money and I went to Thailand. It was the best holiday I've ever had. I went there twice that year. I enjoyed it that much.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm hoping to go next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's just no, what the doctor ordered. I, I am going to go next year. I'm not going to back out of it. Yeah. I'll be going um, too, mate. I'm going, to make it, now. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, I wish I could, but getting a bit close to Christmas and,
2: yep. and other things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this week we're going to talk about some decisions in sport that we'd like reversed. Now, a few weeks ago, we, we spoke about former Aussie boxing champion from the 80s and 90s, Jeff Fennick, a former where are they now He might have been our very first. But he was given his fourth world title. And I thought it was a G-up at first when I heard that news. But no, you know, it happened. So that was just fantastic. So, yeah, it was 31 years after he was robbed of victory in, in his fight against Azuma Nelson. Which, which was given a draw when he clearly won the fight. Yeah, so many of these decisions you can say affected the results. So I'll give you an example. Like, you know, first thing that comes to mind is the 1989 Rugby League Grand Final between Canberra and Balmain. And Balmain looked like, you know, they were going to win. And there was a crucial penalty that was given uh, probably midway through the second half. Um so Balmain had the ball and, yeah, Bill Harrigan, he awarded a penalty for, I think it was like an incorrect play the ball. So he awarded it to Canberra and Canberra, I think, scored in that set, got back into the game. And, yeah, went on to victory and, yeah, there was also, oh, well, it just turned the momentum of the game. That's what it was. Um, you know, it really turned the whole momentum of the game. And then, you know, you got the coach that day for Balmain, uh, Warren Ryan, who had great success with Canterbury, taking off his star international forwards, Paul Siren and Steve Roach, and the closing stages of the game when he thought it was, you know, you have the game won. And yeah. in those days, once players left the field, that was it. They couldn't return, not like today. Yeah. Oh. But another one's the, the hand of God game they go on about. Yeah. between Argentina versus England in the 1986 World Cup when Maradona scored that goal and it clearly came off his hand. But, you know, that was never going to affect the result. Like Argentina were always going to win that, even if, you know, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but I've got one for recently in the last week. As yeah. you know, Paul's favourite EPL team, Everton, are on a tour of Australia here at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw them playing well when they came out in twenty ten, they uh, played the Brisbane Roar and I went and watched it. But they've played all their bloody games in Sydney. Yeah. So I wish they I wish they made the decision to play some games up here. To,
0: tour, <laughs> to around a bit, yeah. You know, the...
2: Yeah. Oh spewing.
0: So, so were were the teams that they were playing, were they all Sydney based?
2: No, it was called, um, oh, I forget what they call the tournament. There's only three teams in it, I think, from memory. It was See, um, Celtic United are out here. It's Angie right. Postecoglou's team. Yeah. So, was, yeah, and uh, Everton, I think, uh, what was the other? Western Sydney Wanderers, I think, were the other team. Yeah. Yeah, but Everton have been going like a busted in the EPL. Yeah. But they... Um, Yeah, it just shows you the state of Australian soccer where Everton can absolutely smash Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah. I think they beat them like 7-0 or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What about the Socceroos?
2: Oh, mate, don't get me started on them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and next episode we're going to have a good chat about the World Cup, but... um. Yeah, they things started off well against uh, France on Wednesday morning. Yeah. I'm thinking, hello. So they scored a goal in the ninth minute. Really good goal the Socceroos did. They're up one nil, and I'm going, hello, gosh. But then uh, <laughs> things changed not long after that, and I I only watched the first half. But France were up two one at half time, and yeah. uh, you knew. The second half was just going to be a formality, and
3: which yeah. it was.
2: They, they ended up winning four one. But yeah. they they play tonight against Tunisia, so yeah, the, yeah they're not Tunisia quite. <laughs> they aren't quite in the class of France, but yeah, yeah, it'll be a tough game. But yeah, we're just not in the same ballpark as. You now we're very, 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 very lucky to but- have. Made yeah. the World Cup. It's yeah. great we're there, but, jeez, you, you got to feel sorry for a lot of these countries that aren't there.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, like um, especially these European teams that yeah. would smack Australia's bottom if they played them. Yeah. You know, teams like Italy and Sweden. Like Italy are the European champions. Yeah. And uh, they've won the World Cup about three times.
3: Yeah.
2: And they didn't qualify for this World Cup and didn't qualify for the last one yeah. just because it's so much harder. Yeah. You know, it's real freight. but we have a much easier path.
3: Yeah,
2: and, um, yeah so, no, I, I think that, yeah, they're, they're increasing the number of teams for the next World Cup. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think they have to. You know, you can't have, um, yeah, some teams that just aren't up to standard. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, Costa Rica got flogged seven nil, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, they definitely have to do something about that. Mm. But, um, yeah, oh, we've got someone who's back, we've, yeah. we've got a surprise, Miss Olivia. Hello, come on, here she comes.
0: You know, I haven't been, she hasn't been around for a while. Oh, Libby? Yeah, give me the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two microphones, one headphone. He, he, he's gradually coming into the modern world, but yeah, Paul will get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right,
2: what are we doing? Oh. Uh. <laughs>
0: You called me over here. Oh, okay. So, Olivia, I can right. say I can so, say things about your things. father that he he can't hear. Ooh. <laughs> so let's <laughs> gossip about your dad. How's yeah. Your, how's your dad been? He's
2: been good. Good boy this year.
1: I'd say
2: so. Yeah, you reckon? We're oh. talking about decisions we'd like to reverse. <laughs> oh. Can you
1: think
2: of any? Um.
1: For you or for me? For you.
0: Is there anything in I high school?
2: You,
0: is, is there anything in high school that you've decided that you wish you could have changed?
1: Um I don't know, I just kind of like have a really good like balance of like school, school work and like just being able to rest, spend time with friends and family, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, what what about decisions during Thank the you. year?
2: Is there any... You- any decisions you, you regret? Uh-uh.
0: Going into the pool when it's cold? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like anything
2: you got rid of, like a toy.
1: Oh, yeah. So... Um,
2: and you wish, oh, I wish I didn't get rid of that.
1: Me and mum, we were cleaning out um, all of my toys. And yeah, like I, I threw out like this um teddy bear that had been like my favorite teddy bear since I was three or four. And now it's at the donation shop and I can't get it back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and how's school gone?
1: Good, yeah. Yep. Um gosh, I don't have much of it left. <laughs>
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you nearly finished your first year of high school
1: yeah. Yes
2: And tell us about your um, Physical education you're doing at school
1: Oh, okay so, What have you
2: done this year?
1: Um, so towards the end of the year We kind of do like a fun unit And this year we're doing Dance And so me and a few of my friends We like put together this dance And my friend had to leave for Noosa early and so we had to perform it earlier. <laughs> I don't know, that's about it. Um,
2: what sort of dance is it?
1: Oh, it really depends. We just kind of like made something up.
2: Yeah. I still do bush dancing at school. Um, I couldn't stand it when I did it at school. I'll give you that tip. Yeah, 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 same yeah.
0: I had to do square dancing and stuff like that.
1: Oh that's worse that's, uh-huh. <laughs> that's so much worse
0: the the maypole and stuff like that yeah you know, oh it, even in the year six you know, the the last year of primary school, yeah. You know when you coming to high school no nah, we had to do this performance at the year six graduation doing the maypole and yeah square dancing it sort of coming to the modern age. You know? <laughs> But 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 even then, when I started high school, the 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 um the music that they taught in music class uh, was Beethoven and the old stuff, and, yeah. and uh, it just had no interest at all in it, yeah, because it was right, just so song. old. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 So, are you doing music at the high school?
1: Oh. Um, not really. I had the option to take choir, but I was too busy at the time.
3: Yeah.
0: I'll
1: probably do it next year, though.
2: Okay. So still doing ballet?
1: No, I quit like I quit like six months ago. <laughs>
2: oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> you're doing dance?
1: Um, not anymore, though. Oh,
2: you're not doing dance. remember a few years ago, you performed on stage in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't see you. Because you all, you all look the same. We
1: all had our hair done the same. You all had our makeup done the same. We were all dressed up the exact same. And
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you gone out of your way to come to this performance. And
2: <laughs>
1: you could not find me.
2: Couldn't find you. <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up giving up because, yeah, just could not work out which one you were. And it wasn't until... I left. Mm. Then I hear this voice over the balcony: "Hey, Dad, here I am." <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So, what sort of dance did you do? What What um, form of
1: dance? For like a really long time, I did ballet.
3: Yeah.
1: Kind of like on and off. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: it kind of got, it got very intense. It got very competitive, and um,
3: yeah.
1: with my EDS, like I wasn't going to be like, if if I continued doing it, I would have, I would have like ended up with like serious like muscle issues, um, um when I was older. And so, so
2: can you explain to everyone what EDS is?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. So EDS stands for Ehlers Danlos Syndrome, which is kind of that's kind of like a blanket term for heaps of things, but I have the classical version, which is basically like really stretchy skin, very, um, oh, what's it called? Like very flexible joints, that kind of thing. And um, I can get sick really easily and I can get hurt really easily. Um, Yeah, it affects a lot of things, but at the same time, like I forget I have it.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. When you get older, can you grow out of it?
1: No. No,
0: there isn't like a uh, Yeah, because yeah, when my son was going to school, he got sick a lot, even through high school. But, mm. but as soon as he finished, yeah, know, well, when he got into year 12 and like year 11, yeah, he, he became fine. <laughs> he didn't get sick as much or... Or that, and you always got sick just before the start of the school. You'd have to have another few days off before going back to school. <laughs> it always happened the night before. You know, you'd spend two weeks jumping around and running around, but the night before it was, oh, I don't feel good, Dad, and then the next morning you'd be crook. Aw.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: With, um, with EDS, like you just kind of have like a permanently weak immune system. Yeah. Sucks. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's exactly well, you were born very premature.
1: Yeah. probably. So basically
2: to. the first year you didn't have an immune system. Ooh. Couldn't take you out anywhere, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if someone had a cold or something, they weren't allowed over to the house.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: It was like uh, COVID <laughs> for a year back then. Yeah. In 2010. Yeah. 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 Huh. And when you had when you turned one, we had a big massive birthday party for you.
1: Mm. What, because I could leave my house.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's just a big achievement. Yeah. But
0: yeah.
1: I, I was alive.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, well when I lived in Sydney, I, I- uh, do you miss primary school?
1: Um yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you miss about it? Um
1: I don't know. It's kind of like a more tight-knit community. You know where everything is. Yeah. My school, particularly, is really large.
2: Yeah, not as big as high school, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you did some fun sports and activities in primary school, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, what would you do? Um, well. You did
2: lawn bowls, of, didn't you, from memory? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I did. Um. At the moment for high school i'm doing um theater sports which is basically like you know like those games that you you play um i think i i, I think i actually chatted to annie ann about it like these games and they're like improv games and basically like you run around and you're just kind of like yelling and screaming and pretending to die it's really fun
2: yeah <laughs> geez is it like acting yeah oh exactly. okay
1: It's kind of like warm-up games but
2: for an hour straight. Oh, right. I did that laughing yoga once. Couldn't (laughs) stand it. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it's called laughing yoga. (laughs)
1: Explain.
2: Oh, you gotta do all these laughing activities. Laugh about things that aren't funny.
1: (laughs) I would struggle with that. What
0: about you, Glenn? Uh, uh, well, laughing yoga. Yeah, yeah. I do a bit of <laughs> laughing yoga when I've had a few drinks. <laughs> I get a bit carried away sometimes. No, but in primary school it was very, very restricted because mm. the primary school I went to was that small. It only had two classrooms. And then those two classrooms was from kindergarten to year six.
1: Oh yeah, you told me about this. That would have been, yeah. Did you, did it mean that like you made friends with people like out of your age group or was it just kind of, you guys kind of stuck together?
0: It, it, it was just all together. Yeah, well, well I, I, I grew up with kids all through school that were always there. there yeah. There's only about 20, 30 kids in the whole school. And and then by the time I had kids and they went to school, it, it had gone up to about four hundred. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing with like twenty to thirty. That's that's like the size of my homeroom class. That's yeah. the size of my English class, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because it was only two years um, before I finished primary school, that to go into high school you had to go over to armadale. And What's that? Well, Armidale a, a, is a town near Tamworth in New South Wales. Uh,
1: okay. and,
0: and you would be a border, yeah. And you'd have to come back, even though there was high schools in Port Macquarie, but because
1: you have to,
0: uh. Because it wasn't zoned in Port Macquarie, you had to go to Armadale. Yeah. So by and how did
1: you?
0: Yeah. So and how did you find it? Well, no, no. well, by the time I finished high, primary school, I got to go to a new high school in Port McQueen uh, okay. that had just Sorry. opened. So you, you, your father's looking a bit frustrated, wondering what we're talking about.
1: It's
2: <laughs> <laughs> so fun. You you, you're doing Pilates? Oh, yeah,
1: I am. I'm doing, um, me and my mom, on Mondays once a week, we're doing this Pilates class. Yeah. Um it's in like a little studio and we go on the reformer and we use like these bands, we do like mat exercises. It's good. And our physiotherapist, our physiotherapist what what would you call him? The mm. Pilates guy. Um, he's really nice.
2: Oh. So he is reformist.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's
2: yep. And uh is this to help with the Ellis Stain loss syndrome?
1: Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's part of it. Part of it's um, well, the fact I did dance that kind of messed me up a bit. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I had this dream once. Bit off topic. I had this dream once where my Pilates guy. I had a dream where like his life was just completely falling apart, <laughs> and he was like crying. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. And I woke up, like, fully believing it was real. And I was like, I have to go help my Pilates guy. And I, like, <laughs> my mom, like, had a very similar dream. We talked to him. He's fine.
3: <laughs>
1: He's completely fine. Yeah. But something in my head told me he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways.
2: What, um, yeah, tell, what about the sports you do with your dad? Oh, when Yeah. You say-
1: that's you. You're referring to yourself in like third person. <laughs> Second person, whatever. Um, yeah.
2: What have you done over the years?
1: <sighs> My favorite thing is probably racquetball. Yeah. That's that's really fun. It's um for the people who don't know, it's kind of you're in like this really, really echoey room and you have squash cord. Yeah, squash cord. Yeah, yeah. It's an echoey room. Virtually and um yeah and you get like kind of like this rubber ball and a racket and you hit it up and down the wall and you try and like it's <laughs>
2: have like, you seen that movie Splash? Uh,
1: no I have not.
2: John Candy's playing uh, Tom Hanks, they're brothers in the movie.
1: He's playing John, Hank, John Hanks John Yeah,
2: they're playing they're playing Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks and John Candy are brothers in oh, the yeah. movie. Sorry. And uh, yeah, uh, what's his name? John Candy. Yeah, he passed away quite a while ago now. Oh. Yeah, but oh. this is a movie oh, I was back about, what, 1984, Glenn?
0: Yeah, Do you reckon? yeah, yeah, early 80s, roughly. Yeah,
2: they're playing racquetball <laughs> in one part of the movie. John Candy smashes it and it gets him in the Jets Cracker. Was it? I think it was in the Jets Cracker in the head. Yeah, oh. I don't uh, remember something. Knocks like him that. out. <laughs>
0: so, so- Olivia? What what yeah. what what sort of a sport game would you like to do with your father? Would you like to take it to paintball? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dad. Yeah. Paintball.
2: Oh yeah. Tell, tell them where you're going tomorrow. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Um we're going to the you know what we haven't done like ages? Like just proper tennis. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, tomorrow we're going, me and dad, we're going to the magnesium pools, which is kind of like this recovery pool place. And you go into these like freezing cold pools and you go into like a really hot pool and it's meant Mm. to like kind of balance out your muscles, your skin. I
3: used to go there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, How did you find it? Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it, it was good to yeah. uh, help manage things, but yeah, unfortunately, there's nothing down, nothing like that down here. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll have to, when I come up there, I have to go around for another no, lo, nice long soak. Yeah.
1: Mm. It's nice. How long did you? Um, <coughs> how long did you stay in there for? Because um, Dad's um, physical person. And the internet says four minutes, and then other people on YouTube are mm. saying eight. So there's a buzzer,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And there's a clock, <laughs> and it counts down. And when you're in that cold pool, it can't come soon enough. When when you're this sounds
1: cl- really stressful,
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm
1: scared.
2: When well, that's part the, of the challenge.
0: When you're in the cold pool, it feels like when you finish, the eight, school, minutes, a bucks. and then when you get in the hot pool, it only feels like. Two minutes. Mm. Yeah. But, but, but I, I mainly went to the hot pool. Because wh- wh- when I get cold my muscles you know, contract a lot more. So mm. even though it's good for me I didn't like the cold as much as the hot. But, the, but the, cold, the cold pool was good for summer. On a nice hot day in summer it was good to get into the cold pool 13 <laughs> degrees yeah but it wasn't too good in in winter uh yeah. ah, but you should enjoy sometimes it
1: sometimes when um yeah yeah, I'm excited for it sometimes when um I don't know when I'm like really tired or I need like a way to wake me up or like my shoulders are really tired or like my legs are really tight, I have like really, really cold showers, yeah and that helps kind of that that helps like wake you up and yeah, yeah it's good for your hair too, yeah. I
0: mean, it feels like you're dying, but <laughs> yeah, because because sometimes in summertime in Queensland, the uh, the cold water would be as hot as the hot water anyway. Mm. You just turn the cold yeah. water and it'd be it'd be nice and warm. Yeah, yeah. So what 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 sort of sports have you done for PE in high school? Oh yeah, we kind of got sidetracked a
1: bit, didn't we? Yeah. Um in high school this year i've done we did t ball which was an event um, we also had like a unit on indigenous and aboriginal games uh-huh. and that that was really fun that was that was really fun There was this game called gari and it was i'm i, I wrote like a paper about it but i'm i'm sure it's a lot more detailed than this but basically there's an exercise ball um, and one person on the other end rolls the exercise ball. The other person catches it across like kind of a court area and everybody else tries and throws like, tries to throw like tennis balls at it. And whoever catches it gets to like throw the, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. And there's the other one and uh, I forget what it was called. It was like, it was the pam or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. And you get like pool noodles and the other person you you have like pool noodles and if they if somebody hits you with their pool noodle or on like teams here and if somebody else hits you with the pool noodle then you have to like put your pool noodle pool noodle up and then somebody from the other team has to get you out it's it's really fun a bit violent but it's really fun oh <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. it's kind of like stuck in the mud if you if
0: yeah. you're familiar with that, so so if there's a kid that you're not taking on, do you get to go up and bash him with a pool <laughs> noodle?
1: I remember. We, <laughs> we did something similar at like um year six camp, and me and my me and my um year six teacher, we were just attacking each <laughs> other. <of> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah it,
0: was, it
1: was, yeah, it's a good game.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have
1: to be ready though.
0: Yeah. Um, in Surface Paradise there used to be a, a hotel called Billy's Beach House. It was just oh. on right ne- next to this um Surface Paradise Beach. And on a Sunday afternoon they would have like semi wrestling. Yeah, you know, oh. in those b- big suits, or they would have hmm. those, you know, big foam stuff. And they, they would have couples get up there and just bash each other up <laughs> with the foaming stuff.
4: Oh, that's awful.
0: Oh, yeah, in the big in the sumo suits, they just get stuck into each other. It was good to see on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> People getting stuck into each other. <laughs> yeah. What's
1: Dad doing? Oh, Father, what are you doing? Something. Oh.
0: Got yeah, so we're true. in the
1: middle of the podcast. He's reading the paper. He's literally, he's reading the newspaper.
2: <laughs> come, <laughs> no, st- come back to the lights. Something for the next episode. Sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what our next episode's on? No. World Cup. Ooh. What do you know about the World Cup, Libby?
1: Um, I know that people get very excited over it and... Yeah. <laughs> I know that you have a cup that says World Cup on it.
2: Every four years.
1: Every four years.
2: Yeah. And if Australia win tonight, I'll get even more excited. <laughs> and you know... Oh, man, get that.
1: Easy. No. <laughs> no. Stop. <laughs> that makes it scar.
2: Yeah.
1: And then you're going to have it for the rest of your life. It's going to just... That's Tell them
2: what we're talking about.
1: There's a zit on my forehead, and Dad wants to pop it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeez, you Well, it brings me back to a memory.
1: A memory. We're going, to,
2: we're going to talk about something that happened the 1988 Seoul Olympics. And you know what I can remember then? Because okay. so I remember when that started. I had my last um, year 11 exam for the year, mm-hmm. and I had a massive zit. Right there. Dad. And I picked the hell out of it.
1: No, Dad. It was Mount <laughs> <laughs>
2: Krakatoa.
1: And rocks. it's
2: scarred. Yep. Yeah. But people thought I'd been bashed up.
1: <laughs> no, you just. No. That was
2: well over 30 years ago now. So I think it's healed by now. Yeah, but. Yeah. It was
1: like in the
2: middle of
1: your hand. <laughs> That's kind of a marker. I don't know. I think it was
2: up here. I used to get them up there near my temple. Yeah,
1: same. Anyways. uh, (laughs) Stop talking about
2: zits now. Rightio. We're going to go on to our where are they now. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to need that. Where are they now? Oh, Uh, that
1: scared me. I thought it was
2: somebody
4: else.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just did the intro. Bye,
1: Glenn.
0: Okay.
2: Good to see you, Libby. Thanks, thanks, Libby. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay, that was an interesting chat about pimples, Yeah. <laughs> <Zitz>. <laughs> a guy went. To,
0: a, a guy went to a fancy dress party as a black, uh, as a blackhead. He put yeah? he, he put custard in his mouth and I said, oh, "What are you?" He said, "I'm a blackhead." And <laughs> <laughs> so when he squeezed his cheeks, it shot the
2: custard out. <laughs> oh, mate. Are you a picker or a non-picker?
0: Oh, I try to be a non-picker, but it's yeah. really hard sometimes. Oh God. Because when I was a teenager, I had the I had the um, BP oil following me around to collect mm. all the oil that was coming off my skin.
2: I was a shocker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so this week we're going to talk about a sport we haven't gone to before. Now, we've spoken about uh, rowing before. Remember Steve Redgrave? Yeah. And um, very famous British rower. Yeah, but we're going to talk go to the world of kayaking. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one thing... I remember, you know, we were just talking about the 1988 Seoul Olympics, right, and Seoul's, you know, the, the main capital city there in South Korea. But one one thing it is, it's right on the same time zone pretty much as what we are here in, uh, in on the east coast of Australia. Yeah. And I remember uh, those Seoul Olympics, they started when my school holidays began. Yeah. Back in... Nineteen eighty-eight. So, oh, mate, I was in heaven. Yeah. The whole, whole Olympics were on during <laughs> my school holiday, yeah. and they're all on during the day yeah. and night. Yeah. And so that's the annoying thing when, you know, major sporting events on the other side of the world. You know, it's on. Like when you sound when we sound asleepy, yeah, and you don't get to see a lot of it. But uh, you know, just last year with the Tokyo Olympics, it was fantastic because they're on pretty much the same time zone as what we are here. Yeah. And, yeah, we got to see so much of it. It was fantastic. And seeing us win a lot of uh, Aussie gold, which was fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, back in these days, back in the uh, the 80s, well, Australia didn't do as well. We really struggled to uh, get medals, basically. You know, we went through a period there and this is why they built the Institute of Sport there in Canberra
3: yeah.
2: because, uh, you know, we, we just couldn't compete with the, you know, the, uh, the the communist countries especially, you know, who are running these state-run programs and, yeah, yeah doping up their athletes and, yeah. yeah. But, no, I, I remember, you know, like we, I think we only won, three gold medals at the Seoul Olympics. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we went a little bit more now, but back in those days, yeah, we really struggled. And, yeah, like my um, parents, they bought a holiday place at Shoal Bay. It's about an hour's north of Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, this was back in 1985. And they've still got it today and it's apartment and it's, Oh, it's just got the most beautiful views, like you can see forever. Yeah. And, you know, just all over, you know, the coastline there and yeah. up towards, yeah, well, up towards Foster, Tung Curry, up that way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, and there's beautiful dolphins everywhere in the bay swimming yeah. around and yeah. I used to get on the surf ski on the bay there. I loved it. Paddle, paddle around and yeah and then uh he eventually got stolen that surf ski I
4: but
2: oh gosh, it was great exercise. yeah, but this man here he inspired me, and he's most Australians were pretty well, yeah, especially I don't well, he's a Gold coaster this guy, but mm. I don't think uh you know most people wouldn't have a clue who he is yeah. and his name is Grant Davies yeah. Something happened to him at the 1988 Olympics and it bloody haunts me to this day (laughs) because he was completely and utterly ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll just talk about his story first. So he he was born in uh, Dolby, which is west of Brisbane. It's out near Toowoomba Pass that way. Yeah, Yeah, 1963. So Davies was an Australian sprint canoeist who competed in the late 1980s and he attended the prestigious Southport School there at the Gold Coast Mm -hmm. where many other Australian sports people have attended. So, yeah, like rugby players like Nathan Sharp and James Slipper and Matt Rogers, he went there too, the dual International and the great Aussie golfer Adam Scott and even James Blundell went there, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the country music star. Oh, okay. And Peter Norman. Now, here's the man. Now, a lot of Americans will uh, remember this guy. because at the Mexico City Olympics in 1968, the Black Salute, Mm. you know, where the um, two African-American sprinters, you know, they'd won gold and bronze and they had black gloves on, you know, in protest of, uh, you know, human rights that was going on there in America and... Yeah, Peter Norman, the Australian, he uh, pretty much joined in on the parade, and he was, or uh, well, basically punished by Athletics Australia, yeah, and mm-hmm. basically ended his career. But yeah, you know, very inspiring man, and yeah, to win a silver medal in the two hundred metres at the Olympics is a, a peculiar performance, and mm. yeah, but he passed away probably ten years ago, yeah. and. Yeah, but the 1988 Olympics in Seoul. i just going back to the Southport school. I stayed there for a week. This was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I was coaching uh representative cricket side there, stayed there for the week. And oh, yeah. oh boy, there's some money in that place. Yeah, sure is. It is loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, drive past there quite often. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but. No, as I was saying, you know, 1988 it was a time where Australia really struggled in uh, in sport. Yeah, we just, you know, there was we just could not compete with the power of the Soviet Union. You know, this was before the Soviet Union fell apart and all these other communist countries, you know, communism basically crashed to the ground. And yeah, but you know, and America was just so powerful and. And so many sports, and yeah, uh, you know, the only gold medals that we won at these Olympics, so there was Duncan Armstrong, and he's a former. Where are they now? You know that he smashed that, broke the world record in that big upset in the two hundred metres freestyle, and Debbie Flintoff King, she won the four hundred metres uh, hurdles on the track, and the women's hockey team won. Um, but yeah. I remember this probably would have been the last day of competition mm. and, yeah, for 11 minutes, Australia had had four gold medals. It picked up its fourth gold medal with yeah. those Olympics and it was after a r- remarkable and spirited performance by Davies who in an incredibly close finish in the K1-1000 kayak final, won gold just keeping out. The American, Greg Barton. Now, this Greg Barton, he was the absolute red-hot favourite. You know, he was the world champion. Um, but Adrian Ballantyne mentions in News.com that Davies could be considered lucky to have made the final, having progressed through both the heats and the semi finals by finishing in third place and taking the last qualifying spot in both. Now, however, that meant nothing in the Olympic final, as anything can happen. Now, according to the Gold Coast Sporting Hall of Fame, the Olympic Games had never been seen, or well, it's never seen a closer finish in any sport. So what would follow, though, is one of the greatest acts of sportsmanship in Olympic Games history. And it's, you know, all these years later, it's been forgotten, yeah, which is sad, yeah. you know, and... Uh, yeah, but I remember when the race started, you know, he's just, I was just watching it again this morning, you know. They, well, they had the American version of it. That's all you can get of what happened now. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, he just, everything's about this Greg Barton, you know. And Davies just took off, like, you know, went out really hard. And then halfway through the race, he, you know went behind a fairway, yeah. but in the last like oh, 200 meters, he just oh, accelerated big time and yeah, yeah and he hit the line pretty much. Yeah, you, you couldn't tell who had won, oh, yeah. yeah. But what came up on the electronic scoreboard was uh, Grant Davies coming first, yeah, yeah, and mm. uh. Yeah, so, you know, it was a dream come true for Davies when the scoreboard showed that he'd won and there was great jubilation in the Australian camp. Mm. And the American partner who was the heavy favourite to win gold, well, yeah, it was a big upset. So, yeah, he was the reigning world champion and he'd won gold in the K2 1000. And he'd also won the uh, K1 10,000. So the K2 is where they paddle with a with a partner. Um but he, you know, it was a title he'd had a stranglehold on over the last three years. So, yeah, and Davey's father, Dick, he'd suffered horrific injuries after being knocked off his bicycle in 1987. However, he made the trip over the soul to watch his son and was sitting in a wheelchair next to Grant Davey's mother and next to Davey's wife at the time, Sally. Now, Dick promised his son that if he won a medal, he would stand up from his wheelchair and applaud. Imagine, you know, he's found out he's won the gold medal. (laughs) Uh. I'm surprised he didn't have a heart attack, Mm. Dick. Uh. Now, Dick kept his promise and he pulled himself up from his wheelchair, steadied himself on the rail in front of him and clapped and cheered until he was unable to stand any more. Now, Davies had even signed the gold medal register and was preparing for the medal ceremony. However the good old Aussie curse came. (laughs) (laughs) 11 minutes after Davies crossed the finish line, an official informed him that there had been a mistake and that Barton had won and that Davies would be relocated to the silver medal. Now, computer projections based on the electronically enlarged photo finish calculated the difference between first and second place, to be five one thousandths of a second or eight millimeters. So if you, you get your ruler out and you look up eight millimeters, like there's the narrowest winning margin yeah. in Olympic history. Yeah. What do you think, Glenn? You reckon he was robbed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> well, well, it was obviously
0: um, the, ju- the, the 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 his win was awarded based on what, what the what they saw. So that should stand. I'm not going back to find out, yeah, you know, review it through the computer or the 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 um the video replay. Like if the um if the competitor put in a a hey, you know ask for a review of the win. I'd understand, but if they've gone in to review it after they made the judgment that he won, yeah, and eight what eight millimeters? Yeah, how can you bloody justified? Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah,
2: and if that was the case, they should have shared the gold medal. Yeah, it's happened in it happens yeah. in swimming a fair bit. Yeah, and nah.
0: Nah, I think he got robbed big time.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and um you know, he had that instance in the Tokyo Olympics last year that two high jumpers, you yeah. know, agreed to share the gold medal. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think, you know, I don't know whether this Greg Barton could have done anything about it, but yeah. I would have been, you know, if I was in that situation, I don't know about you, but I would have said, yeah. you know, can we share the gold medal? Because yeah. you can't take a gold medal off someone. Yeah. Like, but,
0: that's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that there, that there wasn't... Uh, yeah, and then in, an inquiry about the finish. But mm. The person that came second, he didn't say no, he came first. Yeah. You know, I want to review the, the finish. The yeah. fact that they went and reviewed the finish themselves. Mm. Yeah, that,
2: that that's wrong.
0: Yeah. That's wrong.
2: Yeah, you, know, you can't do that. Nah. Well, what he did, he just, Davies, he just took the decision on the chin. Yeah. And showed tremendous respect and won the hearts of many with his tremendous sportsmanship, you know. And uh, when he was interviewed, Davey said, quote, the other bloke won it fair and square, so what can you say? Good luck to him. If this is the biggest disappointment of my life, then I've got no worries, end of quote. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm like, yeah, yeah, I reckon he was robbed. <laughs> Robbing yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like, that's great. He showed the sportsmanship. But, yeah. oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. I would have been protesting that. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'll say, you know, that's it, it, great. Good luck to it's Greg Barton. Yeah, but they should have shared the gold medal. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: did, it, you, uh, did you know that the medals for the, the Olympics, Uh the gold is... The gold metal is actually silver painted gold. It yeah, is all right. And also, the bronze metal is made of silver, but hmm. pa- but painted
2: bronze. Yeah, yeah, I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so yeah about that one. So yeah. if you're
0: sneakily enough and you, you came third place and got the bronze, you could go mm. and get some paint stripper. Yeah. <laughs> And the yeah, bronze, well, you could, couldn't you? The bronze up
2: <laughs> Look, I won silver. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't had medals at all of the Olympics. I think they first came in, yeah. oh, might have been oh, the 1920s, I think. Yeah, but yeah. I know when the first, you know, when the modern Olympics first started, yeah, yeah, the first several games, I yeah, definitely the first Olympics, they didn't have medals. Yeah. yeah. They just got bloody flowers, basically. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, no, if Davies was awarded the gold medal, it would have been Australia's first gold medal in the sport of kayaking. Now, the following year, the Australian Olympic Federation created a special award for fair play and outstanding sportsmanship, Mm. which was presented to Davies. And apparently, yeah, this award hasn't been won ever since. Yeah. yeah. So he's the only person who's won this award.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah, so uh, Davies won five Queensland and five Australian kayak championships throughout his career. Now, he also paddled surf skis for the North Cliff Surf Life Saving Club, oh. winning nine state titles and four national titles. Oh. So that, that's not the surf club you're, you were with. That's a bit further up, isn't it? Uh, uh, so it was the next one south.
0: Next one,
2: South. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It okay. was, yeah, it was uh, the Surface Paradise one, then being yep. North Cl- Cliff and yep. then um, Broadbeach.
2: Right. Yeah. Is North Cliff before Broadbeach? After. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, this was like Grant Kenny, you yeah. know, the um, famous Australian Iron Man. Yeah, I think he won a bronze medal at the 84 Olympics in Los Angeles in the kayak. Yeah. 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 So Davies was inducted into the Queensland Sport Hall of Fame in 2009. Now, he may not have won the gold medal. However, as mentioned by the Australian Olympic Committee, Davies' outstanding spirit won him acclaim worldwide. Now, this is karma time. Uh. Four years later, at the 1992 Barcelona Olympics, some justice prevailed when Aussie Clint Robinson won the gold medal in the same event, causing a big upset. He won the K1 1,000 metres to win the country's first gold medal in the sport of kayaking. Now, Australia's performed very well in canoe kayaking at the Olympics and according to the Olympian database, they have won five gold medals, eight silver medals, and 14 bronze medals. Yeah, I remember at the Sydney Olympics, I went to um, the Canoe Slalom. Yeah. Yeah, out at, um, near Penrith there. Oh. Yeah, and that was great.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah but uh,
3: there were no Aussies
2: in it. But, yeah, we have a very good, what's her name, uh, oh, Jessica Fox. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's like an absolute legend yeah. in uh, Canoe Slalom. Okay. It's you know where they go down all the rapids, and yeah, she used to be hard to do though. Yeah, and all you've got to do is just stuff up once and you, you go on. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, look at what Grant Davies is doing today, and yeah, it's can't find out much about him really, so he's now. 58 years of age and, yeah, he's still living on the Gold Coast mm-hmm. and he's coaching and spotting local Olympic hopefuls. Now, he also he remarried and his wife now is called Pauline and she's also very much involved in the sport. Yeah, Davies is a true Gold Coast success story. So, yeah, but Greg Barton... He's now 62 years of age and currently co-owns and operates Epic Kayaks, which makes high-end kayaks, surf skis and paddles. Mm. Now, he's married married with two daughters. Now, in 19, uh, sorry, 2018, Bart, Barton parted, partnered with Kevin Olney and they won the first 70-48 human-powered race in an epic surf ski averaging about seven miles per hour for 70 miles from Tarkuma. Tarkoma, Tacoma, I think it is, in Washington State. Jeez, yeah. it get chilly up there. It's oh, yeah. up near the um, Canadian border, not yeah. that way.
4: Mm.
2: Righty-o. So that's the story of Grant Davies. So hopefully, uh, you know, he's listening to this podcast and yeah. he can tell us where he is now. <laughs> we well, talk about uh, and we'll tell him how much he was robbed yeah, all those years yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, rightio, so we'll talk about some other decisions that Paul would like reversed in sport over the years and oh, there's just a tearjerker, of this one. Yeah, t- talking about the World Cup, he'll he will can never forget that 1997 World Cup qual- qualifier against Iran. Now the soccerers were totally dominating up should have been more and had all the momentum. And then with under 20 minutes remaining, serial pest Peter Hoare ran onto the field, tore down one of the nets in goal, and the game was halted. Now, this would have gone on for about 10-15 minutes, I reckon, at least. Now it allowed Iran to regroup. Australia lost its momentum. Iran scored two quick goals and went through on the away goal rule. Yeah, so if that idiot, if security hadn't have let that idiot onto the into the stadium, yeah, or had done their job that night and stopped him from running onto the field, Australia would have gone through to the World Cup. Yeah, uh, no, it was because what he did, how he stopped the game. You know that just absolutely. Change the whole match. Yeah, you know, because Australia was just oh, they were just all over it. You know, yeah. like I don't think up until that time, Iran had not even been down near Australia's goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just I heard the other day. <laughs> there's been a lot of nil all draws in the in the current World Cup. Yeah, and South Korea was playing Uruguay, and yeah, so they played for 90 minutes. They've gone into um, injury time. And not once did any of the, not once was there a, um attempt at goal, you know, yeah. like, a, uh-huh. yeah, you know, where they kick and try and, yeah, get a goal. Uh, yeah. You know, it could be like from 30, 40 meters out. Yeah. you think there'd be at least something like that, but <laughs> no, not one attempt at goal uh-huh. in the whole game. Wow. What a snore fest that would be. Yeah. You watch that game, that will put you to sleep every day of the week. Yeah, yeah well, if, they, if they're getting
0: you know, a lot of games with zero scores, it's not yeah. going to be good for the game or, nah, not or at for all. the series. Yeah. People are going to start switching off.
2: Well, yeah, well, um, England and the USA had a nil-all draw this morning. Yeah. yeah. Anyway... The state of origin game one in uh, oh what year was that 1994 in Queensland scored that miracle try right on full time in the dying seconds to win, and oh, I swear to God, you know it, there was it. had must it went for about probably twelve sets of hands yeah. from one side of the field to the other and then back to the other side of the field. Yeah. Brilliant try. But um, gosh, there had to have been a forward pass in there somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, if I'd my time again, I would yeah. have said Bill Harrigan award that a forward pass, boys. Yeah. New South Wales win. But yeah. Karma came. they ended up winning the series, won the next two games. And yeah, yeah if we go back ten years earlier, Pat Cash versus ivan Lendl in the semi final at the US Open, they had gone into a fifth set. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it was a tie break in the fifth set. And Pat Cash was on match point. Yeah. And he's serving. And he served this beautiful ace down the center. Yeah. And it was called a fault and it had clearly gone in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Lendl, you know, Cash blew up and yeah. Lendl ended up winning, you know, yeah. and. Yeah, these days, if they had the that technology in place, like the Hawkeye, yeah, yeah, he would, have, uh, he would have would have won, yeah. gone through to the final, and yeah, yeah. But this one, oh gosh, now this is the only game where I'm I'm glad it was on the other side of the world, and I wasn't a, I wasn't awake at the time to see it. <laughs> I would have I'd, I'd be having trauma counselling. The uh, <laughs> 2019 Ashes Test, third test at Headingley, with a few runs to win for England and the Aussies struggling to get the final wicket and win the test, they decided to refer an LBW appeal that was clearly going down side, And with one run to win, Nathan Lyon had Ben Stokes, absolutely plum LBW, would have knocked middle stump out of the ground. Yeah. And useless OPSM tomorrow umpire Joel Wilson gave him not out, but because Australia had used up its last referral, <laughs> the decision from the umpire stood, and Australia lost the Test match. Yeah, uh, you know if it wasn't for that, they win the Ashes. You know, but yeah, if you go back, you know, to the Ashes in England in 1981, Headingly Test again—that's Australia's curse. That ground. Absolutely cursed at that place. Yeah, and Aussie Captain Kim Hughes, he uh, decided to enforce the follow-on mm. instead of bat again, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, the rest was history. Turned the whole momentum of that whole series. Ian Botham came out, smashed 150. Yeah. And England bowled Australia all out. A small total, yeah. they're only chasing about 130 the win, and yeah. yeah, got rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Willis, eight wickets, and lost the series 3 1 when they should have, you know, won that test, won the next one, yeah, where the same thing happened. And yeah, yeah. but you know, Steve Ward did the same in 2001, yeah, he enforced the follow on in the test in Calcutta. Yeah. And yeah, Australia was 1 0 up. He enforced a follow on. VVX, Laxman, and Dravid put on a massive partnership. And all Australia's, the Aussies saw for the next three days was uh, Laxman and Dravid's backsides. And they're smashing balls around the stadium in front front of 100,000 Indians going berserk. Yeah. And yeah, they lost the test. And, yeah, lost the series. But I think that's a decision, you know, if you're a captain, about enforcing the follow-on. I reckon nine out of ten times you don't do it. Yeah. And then the other time you think about it and then you don't do it.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's such a game, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: Unless it's rain affected, you know, and there's you're battling for time. Yeah, yeah but... Oh, boy. Yeah, that was just unforgivable. Now, the 2006 Socceroos, when they were playing Croatia in the World Cup, we've spoken a bit about this one, English referee Graham Pohl, who had an absolute Barry Crocker of a game that night. Yeah. And he he failed to send off Joseph Sumanik after he was given, he'd given the Croatian three yellow cards. Now, Apparently, if they're given two yellow cards, it's an automatic, yeah, that's it. They're off. See you later.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, he couldn't count that night. And uh, no. yeah, this Sumanik, he was an Aussie actually, playing for Croatia. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that a bit in our next stop episode. But also, Raylene Boyle, I think she was a former, where are they now? The uh, former Aussie sprinter. She was robbed of Olympic gold by. Uh, East German drug cheats, yeah. Now, she picked up the silver medal in the women's 100 metres at the 1972 Munich Olympics. Now, she finished um, behind East German Renate Stetcher, I think that's how they pronounce it, who was alleged to have used steroids for many years. Now, as reported in the Guardian.com in 1997, it was confirmed when the release of previously classified documents revealed that Stetcher had been systematically administered the anabolic steroids, Erol Turinabol, in the two years leading up to the Munich Olympics. Now Boyle picked up the silver medal in the two hundred metres as well. And then we'll look at some more cricket jerkers Now the Australia versus the West Indies Test in Adelaide and. 1992, 93, and this was, I remember this was on Australia Day, and uh, Craig McDermott and Tim May put on that, that, you know, big last wicket partnership and got to the stage where they needed two runs to win, one run to tie, and then Courtney Walsh was bowling to uh, Craig McDermott, and then, yeah, the ball appeared to come off his arm, and... Yeah, he was given out. West Indies won that test and then, yeah, that was it. Australia got thrashed in Perth, lost the series. And, yeah, if we got that last two runs, we would have won the Frank Worrell Trophy for the first time since 1975. Yeah, and then 2005 when Australia played England in the Ashes Test at Edgbaston and Glenn McGrath, you'd absolutely destroyed the palms in the... First Test match in at Lords, yeah. He 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 stood on the ball. Do you remember that? Just before the Test match, and was ruled out. And apparently, yeah, the, the the English players when they heard he was out, um, you know, just before the game. Yeah. Oh gosh, their confidence just grew big time. They all had smiles on their face and. They had a bigger smile on their face when Captain Ricky Ponting, Aussie Captain Ricky Ponting, decided the bowl first on a belter of a wicket. Yeah. And apparently Warney, because I think yeah Warney was vice captain at the time, it was either him or Gilchrist, I can't remember, but yeah, Warney was just furious mm. that he'd decided the bowl first. Yeah. The wicket was just, it was a road. And uh, England scored about 400 runs in a day. And yeah, yeah but. When Michael Kasparovich was given out with just uh, two runs to tie and three to win, um, yeah, apparently, you know, replay showed that his hand was not on the handle of his bat at the time, so yeah. he actually yeah, he shouldn't have been given out. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh.
2: But then you got Warney, Shane Warne when he got out on 99 versus New Zealand in 2001 in a in a Perth Test match. Yeah, so th- if this happened today, he wouldn't have been given out. Now, Daniel Fittori, New Zealand spin bowler, his uh, front foot was way over the line. Bowling to Warney. he was on 99. He just needed that one run to get his maiden test 100. Yeah. Yeah, but today, yeah, he, he wouldn't have been given out because whenever they there's a dismissal now, the first thing they do, the third yeah. umpire, they look at the front foot. Yeah. yeah. And straight away it would have been called not out. Yeah. And he would have got his run, would have got his 100. Yeah. All very yeah. different. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, the Wallabies versus New Zealand just recently. Oh, gosh. This really bloody pissed me off. This versus New Zealand All Blacks in the Bledisloe Cup game. So Australia was leading deep into extra time. They'd staged this incredible fight back hit the front, you know, they haven't won the Bledisloe Cup in 20 years and then that bloody French referee, totally in love with his whistle, Uh -uh. decided to award New Zealand a very controversial penalty Uh -uh. and he ruled that Australia's Bernard Foley was holding onto the ball for too long. Uh -uh. What a bloody nitpicker. Uh -uh. And then the All Blacks scored from the penalty and it was just more heartache for the Wallabies. And, yeah, we spoke about this one before, David Campese, the great Aussie rugby player, the 1989 yeah British Lions Tour. Now, the Wallabies were playing uh, the Lions in the deciding test. And, yeah, I think the Aussies had a oh, – they were leading by a couple of points at the time and it was getting towards the end of the match. And Campese, he decided to – throw this wayward pass in his own in goal area and it was at the old Sydney football stadium. And then, yeah, the Lions pounced on it, scored a try and won the match, won the series. And I bet he wish he kicked the ball out instead because I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then bloody Brett Hodgson's Hodson's game-free state of origin pass in 2006. Oh, gosh. Mm. I'll never forget this. Yeah, so he threw this wayward pass in the dying minutes of the decider. So New South Wales, had, they'd won the previous free origin series. Yeah. They were going for four in a row. Yeah. And they were holding on to lead, you know, by a couple, about four-point lead. And yeah. if New South Wales won, you know, they'd won the series, would yeah. have been four series in a row to the Blues. Then he throws this absolute shocker of a pass. Queensland's Darren Lockyer pounces on it and then scores for Queensland under the post. Queensland win the match and the, Mar- the Maroons win the next eight series in a row. Yeah. Uh, talk about changing the momentum of state of origin, eh? Yeah. I just wish he held on to that ball and ran with it instead <laughs> or passed it, tried to pass it to someone else. Yeah, But just two years ago, no, well, three years ago now, New Zealand versus England in that Cricket World Cup final. Now, scores were tied after England leveled New Zealand's score of 241 in the final at Lords. Now, New Zealand scored eight for 241 and then England were all out off the final ball for 241 as well. So then the game went into a super over and the scores were tied again. However, England won because they scored the most boundaries in the match. Which, uh, yeah, I don't agree with. I think, yeah, they got rid of that rule straight away. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, what I reckon, I think New Zealand should have won because they lost the least amount of wickets. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah rather yeah. than the bloody number of fours you yeah. hit. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was a thing in the 1999 World Cup semi final. Australia and South Africa had that famous tie. Um, and it didn't go in the super over. Yeah. But Australia, Australia went through because they would beaten South Africa in the super six stage. Yeah. yeah. So, And then earlier in that match, you know, in that final in 2019, that the bat of God. Now, we spoke of the hand of God with Maradona. Yeah. We talk about Ben Stokes' bat of God. Now, it was when New Zealand's throw from the boundary hit England, Ben Stokes' bat when he was diving, he was diving diving for his crease. Now, the ball from the outfield throw hit Stokes' bout and, de- and the deflection went for four runs. And yep. as far as I'm concerned, it should have been called a dead ball. Yeah. Yeah, and if that was the case, New Zealand win the World Cup. Yeah. And, yeah, they were the better side that day. And, yeah, they were well and truly robbed. But, yeah, I've got one awarding Qatar the World Cup <laughs> instead of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you know um, Australia uh, bid, like they, they actually um, Spent, put in a, a bid yeah. for, the, for this World Cup? Spent a lot of money just to get one vote. Yeah, Frank Larry. Yeah. Yeah, Larry. Is it Larry or he owns Westfield? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's had an incredible life, that guy. He's yeah. a concentration camp survivor. And yeah. Yeah, but oh, he went all out in this, you know, it, it, walking it, out money for this bid. And you know it, how many votes we got? Yeah, a
0: whole one.
2: A whole one. Yeah, yeah. One vote.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that that reminds me of, um the Palmer Australia Party in the last election they spent hundred eighty yeah. million dollars just to get one seat. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. yeah the only reason Qatar got the, the, you know, this World Cup was, you know, well and truly due to FIFA corruption and their their wealth, their money. Yeah. You know, they could bribe all these uh FIFA officials with. Yeah. You know, expensive coats and cars yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Seb, the, the uh, FIFA president at the time, he was a former Who Am I? was yeah. his name? Seb, Seb Blatter. He came out with a quote last week. <laughs> he, yeah. he said, It was a mistake awarding Qatar the World Cup. <laughs> Thanks, Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a bit of a disaster, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Like, just the human rights records and yeah. you know they they're not allowing um ah oh, you know spectators to go into the stadium with like yeah. a rainbow uh, anything that yeah. symbolizes a rainbow you yeah. know like if it's on their wrist or in their bag yeah they yeah. get thrown out a lot of the uh well tv crews aren't allowed to film on public streets and yeah yeah, it's just been a schmuzzle and, you know, you look at... Uh, and
0: one of the major sponsors, um, Busby or that the, the American... Oh, Budweiser. Budweiser, yeah, yeah not bad to sell beer. Yeah. yeah They're the ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So yeah. they spent all that time, all those years yeah, sponsoring them yeah. and then right as soon as the World Cup starts, no, they, stuff you, we don't pull, want
0: you. They pull the pin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. But if you look
2: at a lot of the games, there's a lot of empty seats. Yeah. Yeah. And they're um. Yeah, inflating the the crowd figures too. So for a forty thousand seat stadium, yeah. they're putting the attendance at forty seven thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, Greg Inglis, yeah, the great rugby league player. Yeah, how he was allowed to play for Queensland in State of Origin instead of New South Wales. So, yeah, he was just a brilliant player for the Melbourne Storm and South Sydney Rabbit and Queensland Origin Australian Rugby League. Great. But, no, he was a key member of Queensland State of Origin dominance, yeah. which started in 2006. And, uh-huh. but they, you know, they won those eight consecutive series we were talking about and then... Yeah. won heaps more after that. But he was born in Kempsey. Yeah. And, yeah, he grew up in Maxville there in New South Wales. So yeah. he's, yeah, and played pretty much all of his junior rugby league in New South Wales. And yeah. then he moved to Brisbane when he was 16 years of age to play for Wavell State High School. Um, and then the North Devils and the Queensland Cup. So yeah. I think, you know, the rules are, like, it's something to do with where you play your first senior game. Oh, yeah. It's something to do, you know, with where you, where you play your first game where you're 16. Yeah. Yeah. But I still think to this day, no, he should have played for New South Wales. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's questionable whether he played his first senior game in New South Wales or Queensland. But, yeah. you know, if he if he um, played for New South Wales, oh, could have been a different result, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but this one, oh, gosh, back to 1987, Greg Norman at the Masters. Yeah, so Norman was in a – this is where the good old Aussie sporting jinx came back to bite big time. Yeah, Norman was in a playoff and he appeared to have it all won and was about to get his first green jacket. Now, he was already on the green. And American golfer Larry Mize was well short of the green and had a tricky chip shot. Now, Mize sank his chip from 140 feet to win the Masters and break Aussie hearts. But apparently, and I just found out this recently, Mize, um, in that final round, he did an illegal drop. So, you know, when your ball goes into a hazard... Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, so he actually didn't, did an illegal drop. Drop and he should have received a two-shot penalty. Yeah, and if it was given, Greg Norman would have won. He won the green jacket. Yeah. And he never won. He never won a major in America. Yeah, ever. He won his two British Opens. Yeah, yeah. You know, just got so close all the time, but yeah, yeah. And then uh, Australia versus Italy in the two thousand and six World Cup. Now, the Socceroos took it to the Italians in the first round match yeah. and the game was nil all and was in extra time. And yeah. Yeah, this is another one I'm glad I wasn't awake for that night. <laughs> <laughs> I remember waking up that morning and, oh, God, all yeah. shattered. But, um, yeah, the Italians were down the 10 men and it was thought that if the game went into extra time, the Socceroos might outlast Italy. However, in the 95th minute, so you're going well into injury time. The soccer is Lucas Neal conceded a very controversial penalty. Mm. And Italy converted the penalty and went on and won the World Cup, and Australia was out of the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, this guy, he's a blast from the past. His name's Darren Clark. Now he's not the golfer, Darren Clark. He's uh, an Aussie, former Aussie sprinter. Yeah. 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 He was. Yeah, he competed at the 1984 and 88 Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So he's a former 400 meter sprinter. Mm. Now in Los Angeles in 1984, he finished fourth, and mm-hmm. in 1988 in the 400 meters final, he just missed out on a medal. He finished fourth again. Mm -hmm. However, his time of 44.38 seconds at the 88 Seoul Olympics would have got him a silver medal at the Beijing Olympics, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but later years it was found out that some of the Americans who medaled in those finals were using performance-enhancing drugs. Mm. And, yeah, Clark would have medaled. Yeah. But, yeah, I read a story about him and he ended up, you know, you look at the life of what's happened to some of these athletes. He actually uh, went and played rugby league for Balmain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but he ended up moving to Bathurst in later years and, yeah, yeah just had a whole heap of health issues, you know, and oh, yeah. was on a pension and, yeah, yeah, yeah really struggled. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we'll look at... um. All's top five now. Oh, boy, was this hard to pick. So fifth spot, I've got Shane Mourn's 99. Fourth spot, I've got Brett Hodgins' Hotch- Wayward 2006 state of origin pass. Third place, I've got New Zealand versus England in the Cricket World Cup final, the bat of God game. And second place, the World Cup qualifier versus Iran. In 1997, and in top spot, I've got a tie, an unprecedented tie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yeah, he had, he, had a, he should have had a tie yeah. all those years ago. Uh, 1988. Yeah. Our kayaking mate, Grant Davies.
3: Yeah.
2: Greg Norman at the 87 Masters. Okay. What was your top one?
0: I'll go for Warnie, Shane, one. Yeah,
2: yeah. I thought you might. Yeah,
0: yeah. D- yeah n- now knowing what would have happened, ah, oh, yeah, would have changed the whole history. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just what if, isn't it? You know. Yeah. And it wasn't long, you know, after that they brought that technology in. You know. But
0: but, but what isn't there the um the Lega umpire? Wouldn't he have caught that?
2: Yeah, well, he missed it. Yeah, yeah back then the, the lead umpire would call yeah. things like that. Yeah. But no, no, he had a shocker. Yeah. 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 Okay. But they basically don't call no front foot no balls now. They just yeah. let the third umpire deal with it all. Yeah. And that's just totally wrong. No, that's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. They had to do a job. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Rightio. So, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. Yeah, it was good to catch up with Miss Olivia. Yes. See how she's going and Yeah. yeah. So thanks for joining us for this episode of The Sports Shack. So it's a goodbye from Paul.
0: It's a goodbye for Glenn.
2: Goodbye. G'day. It's me again. Please check out the Sporting Shack on
0: Facebook if you like this. For posts and other likes and shares. Have a great sporting week. Please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook.
3: Until next time...